Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, Steelers Nation? It's your boy Daniel J coming back at you with another Saturday morning podcast brought to you by Behind the Steel Curtain and Behind the Steel Curtain Family Podcast. This is State of the Steelers, and today we're we're answering or asking and hopefully answering, can the Pittsburgh Steelers get right? Is this a get right week? We'll find out. Vegas don't seem to think so. <laughs> Vegas has the Pittsburgh Steelers as two and a half point dogs in home at home against Andy Dalton, the red rifle and the new Orleans saints, a team that's also coming into this game a little bit, a little bit banged up. Well, we'll get into that and all much more today. So Stay tuned, sit back, grab your popcorn, do the whole nine yards, and let's get into it. So, Pittsburgh Steelers take on New Orleans Saints. The Steelers are two and six off the bye week, dead last in the basement in the AFC North, in an unfamiliar place. You know, this is not, you know, at this point of the of the season, at the midway point, the Steelers aren't usually in the at the bottom end of the division. Uh, right now, the uh the leader of the pack, the Baltimore Ravens, are going to be on a bye this week. So at least they won't win any more games. <laughs> the Steelers are, if the Steelers can manage a win in this game, will be three games behind the Baltimore Ravens. And so uh, it's not impossible, but the Baltimore Ravens don't have that daunting of a schedule remaining as well. And so, um, you know, the Steelers don't have that tough of a schedule either playing i think the toughest games they have left are against the ravens twice against the uh Bengals. however they uh are without jamar chase at least in that game and you know they have the rest of the nfc south and the uh and the cleveland browns at the end of the year which is a game i will be going to so if you guys are going to be out at that game the last game of the year against the cleveland browns uh, let me know hit me up at uh state of the steelers state of steelers on twitter uh, let me know if you're going to be out there. We'll we'll meet up. We'll link up. It'll be fun. But that's a while from now. But uh, so back to to this week's matchup against the uh, New Orleans Saints. Uh, this is going to be a game, in my opinion. The Steelers are going to have an opportunity to to turn this uh, to turn it around, uh, to get some rhythm, to get some get some motivation, uh, get some momentum. I'm sorry, in the right direction. Uh, uh, you look at the. Uh, the injury report up to this point, 
Um, you, there's some big question marks for the Saints. You have Marshawn Lattimore, who's not participated much with an abdomen. You know, their center, their guard, and their offensive tackle have all been limited or did not participate due to injuries. Uh, that's huge. I mean, you're looking at also uh, Marcus Davenport, also probably not playing. You're looking at uh, – or or being limited, I'm sorry. You're also looking at uh, Mark Ingram, who has not participated. Jarvis Landry has been limited with an ankle. They're coming in a little bit banged up as well. And so I think this is a, uh, a an opportunity for the Steelers to potentially do something. They're familiar with Andy Dalton, and uh, and the Steelers are well-rested. I mean, you look at the uh, New Orleans Saints, they're coming in off of a uh, physical matchup with the Baltimore Ravens on Monday night where they got manhandled a little bit at home. You know, they're on a short week against the Steelers who just got off their bye. You know, and I think that this was a buy that was well-timed for the Pittsburgh Steelers. When you think about, you know, everything that's happened up to this point, the uh, a rookie quarterback struggling at this point, but having gone through probably the toughest schedule that a rookie quarterback could go through, you know, this was a good opportunity to get not just physical rest, but mental rest. And perhaps maybe the Steelers can can pull out something with this or or look a little bit more uh, competent on the offense because, uh, you know, up until this point, the offense has been very stagnant, to say the least. And so hopefully with this game, they can kind of get things going in the right direction. Uh, you know, we talked about this last time. Jace Claypool was traded to the Chicago Bears. And, and how smart of a trade did that look with his performance against the Miami Dolphins this past weekend? I think the Steelers won big in this trade, getting a um, probably a pretty high second-round pick. But more importantly than that, I think what that does for this current team and what's going to happen for the 2022 Steelers offense is this could be a uh, addition by subtraction kind of move. You know, I think this could get uh, Kenny Pickett in rhythm with George Pickens on the outside. Perhaps you can get some little bit more rhythm and more chemistry with Pat Fryermuth uh, in the middle. Either way, I think that this could be a good move. When you have too many options sometimes, um, you end up coming out with a, uh, an offense that doesn't have any chemistry or, or, or cannot gel together. They can't get that rhythm. They can't get on the same page. And perhaps, maybe, with less options and more of a focal point on – two, maybe one or two, three players and not having to spread the ball to five, six players is something that maybe perhaps could get the, you know, it'll simplify the offense. It'll, it'll help Kenny Pickett and, you know, especially in his development right now, um, overcome some of the shortcomings that we've seen up to this point. You know, I think that it's imperative that the, uh, the quarterback grows with the, uh, wide receiver group and the players that he's going to be around with for a significant amount of significant amount of time. You look at Pat Fryermuth, you look at you look at George Pickens. I think those are players that are going to be members of the Pittsburgh Steelers for a while. You look at Chase Claypool, not so much. I, I wasn't, you know, I, I, I knew that the Steelers had him for, for next year and and the possibility of um, you know, keeping him on the low or cheap and 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 
But I think that having too many uh, chefs in the kitchen, so to speak, it, it can do some damage there and um, or it can do the opposite of what you're trying to achieve and, and just cause a little bit more problems. And so this might be a move, like I mentioned before, of a addition by subtraction. But with that subtraction, these players do need to step up, you know, and, and that also goes for for Kenny Pickett. You know, there's some decision making that he needs to clear up and and some throws he needs to make. But, you know, given the fact that he's only played four games as a starter, it's you know, there's going to be some growing pains and I anticipate that he's going to get better. Coming off the bye week, I think he's, this is going to be his best opportunity to have the best showing up to this point. This is a team that is, like I mentioned before, they're limping in and they're struggling at three and six. Uh, I think this is a team the Pittsburgh Steelers can can get right in. You know, as far as and speaking of getting right, I think that we're probably going to see a little bit less of Najee Harris and a little bit more Jalen Warren in this game. You know, it's been reported that Jalen Warren got got a little bit more snaps with the ones, and, and good for good for good for Jalen. I think that it's it's good for him. He's he's shown up. He's he was a undrafted rookie. He he proved he belonged, and you know, I think that his his running ability is um, it's what Steelers need. I mean, it's not. It's not the patience or the jumping or the dancing. It's uh, find the hole and go. And that's what the Steelers need, especially with an offensive line that, that's been struggling. It's not, you know, this isn't the 2016 offensive line where you had Marquise Pouncey, DeCastro, Foster. You know, it's not that where – Le'Veon Bell could be patient because he had these offensive linemen that could hold blocks for a significant amount of time. This is an offensive line that has struggled a little bit, especially in the in the running department, and could use some help from the running back as far as you know the running back getting to the hole on time and finding the hole when when there's one there and and making making defenders miss when they have the opportunity on one-on-one situations. And and I feel that Jalen Warren this year has done that better. Not That's not saying that Najee Harris is a bust or, or he's not going to be any good or he's not the future at the position for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think when you look at what he was able to accomplish last year with the, with the offensive line group, that was a little bit sub, subpar or below the line compared to or significantly worse than this line you know that gives you some hey you know he's able to do it before kind of makes you wonder why isn't you know not working this year and there's a couple of reasons in my opinion you look at the injury that he's had throughout this year and you also look at the weight gain you know in my opinion whether it's you know fat or muscle it doesn't matter it's gonna you know gaining 10 15 pounds or whatnot getting up to 240 245 is going to slow you down. And for a running back who doesn't have or isn't known for, you know, being the speedier type or have the breakaway speed or or that burst of, uh, you know, that second level burst, you know, gaining weight is probably not the right direction you want to go. 
in my opinion, you know, you you take a page out of Le'Veon Bell, James Conner playbook there and go the other direction. You drop some weight, become more explosive, come quicker, increase your acceleration. And I think, I think Najee just kind of went the wrong way. And I, it's not that something that he can't fix. I think that, you know, he needs to get healthy and then he needs to rest. I think he may have overtrained himself a little bit and which is probably why there's some lingering issues there with the injuries, but get himself right. You know, get himself in the right mindset and 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 perhaps I'm not saying that it has to be done in the offseason or in, no, you can you can do that now. You know, get himself in the right position. Maybe this is potentially why Jalen Warren might be getting more snaps. When you look at the load that that Nanji carried last season, it was uh it was no no easy task, so to speak. And so, you know, this year it's been tremendously cut, cut down tremendously, I'm sorry. And it's not just been because of the emergence of Jalen Warren, but it's been because of the injury and and being smart with the uh, the amount of time or when you put him out there. There's been some games at the Pittsburgh Steelers where we're uh, not in anymore come, you know, middle of the third quarter. And you saw Najee Harris not come back into the game. And so, you know, there's, in my opinion, there's quite a few reasons as to why we're going to see Jalen Warren, and it's it's not just because Jalen Warren has significantly outperformed Najee Harris or is that much better of a running back. I think there's some more to it. Um, but this could be a great one-two punch once Najee does kind of get right, you know what I'm saying? Like, And, and I think we saw we saw flashes of it last, last uh, not last week, the week before. You know, I, I – you know, everybody remembers that play where he was dancing and then he jumped over a player or attempted to, I'm sorry. And then after that, Jalen Warren came in, had a big run. When Najee, Najee Harris returned to the game after that, he had a big run himself and, and he looked more physical and running downhill. I think somebody maybe told him something. And if somebody did and, and he and he's understanding the message and he's, using his size and, and his physicality and, and his strength for an advantage and and using that skill set the way it's supposed to and, and pushing downhill and not not doing that whole shake and bake stuff. And then this could be a great one-two punch, change of pace, you know, wear you out, beat you down, get you tired, and then, you know, continue to wear you down with this two-headed monster. I, I think it could be a fantastic pairing. You know, but it's um, it'll be uh, it'll be you know we'll have to wait to see, and this is the first step. And I think the offense could could make some some noise. I I'm anticipating this is going to be a game where the Steelers pass the 19 point threshold. I think the Steelers also have a good opportunity to win. We'll talk more about my predictions on the game and the score on the second half when we return. Don't go anywhere. Here's a word from our sponsors. We'll see you on the other side.
Hey, look at that. You made it to the other side. Thank you for sticking with us and and being here and listening to State of the Steelers, where today we're talking about Pittsburgh Steelers getting right. You know, this is a game where, you know, the Steelers find themselves in the bottom basement of the AFC North. You know, as the season ended today, they'd be picking in the top, I think, three, four, somewhere around there. It's a little bleak right now. This is the hopefully the rock bottom. This is where the Steelers start to make the climb out. And no better time for hopefully, you know, at the point of this recording, TJ Watt hasn't been activated for this Sunday's game. However, I anticipate by the time this recording is aired or this podcast is out, that if he hasn't, he will a little bit later on today be activated for this game against the New Orleans Saints. Um, I anticipate T.J. Watt being back. And let's talk about the T.J. Watt effect. I think that, well, one, first and foremost, he brings a new uh, next-level dynamic to the uh, defensive line and allows you to get pressure on the quarterback with limited amount of uh, players being rushed or or sent in to attack the quarterback. I mean, you know, you're looking at offenses that have to scheme against him, which then allows some favorable matchups along the, the uh, along with the other players on the offensive uh, on the defensive line. You're looking at Alex Highsmith having better a better matchup, Larry Ogunjobi, Cam Hayward. The list goes on. Everybody that's playing on the line with TJ Wild while he's in the game benefits from the fact that he's just there, right? Because attention is there. I mean, there's been times, and we've all seen the highlights, where he's getting triple teams. He's having a tackle or and a guard and a tight end on him or, or a tackle, a tight end, and a running back. And against the uh, Seattle Seahawks last year, he was triple teamed and was able to get a strip sack that ended up in overtime that ended up leading to the uh, walk-off uh, field goal by Boss to win the game. And so... T.J. Watt allows you to get pressure, and he brings up the and he elevates the the level of play from the players around him. Now, an added benefit by allowing these players to get pressure either by T.J. Watt or by the players in favorable matchups that are lined up next to him is that you end up getting some. You get the quarterback that's going to have to make some decisions quicker, faster, and. And sometimes those can be under duress. And so when you have those combinations of things, you end up getting a favorable outcomes when it comes to the defensive backs. And so it's it goes full circle here. And so, you know, especially right now, when you look at the defensive, uh, the corner situation, you have Akilah Weatherspoon, who was sent out to the IR. You have William Jackson, who the Steelers just traded for. Um, granted, the draft trade capital or whatever you want to call it wasn't much, but they're, you know, still still traded for him. And, and perhaps, you know, I think everybody knew that there was some health injuries here, but he hasn't participated yet uh, officially with the back up to this point of this recording. And so uh, I'm concerned about that. If he ends up not making, um, you know, his Steelers debut, then we're looking at Levi Wallace and Cam Sutton on the outside, which normally, you know, especially this year when you look at Levi Wallace and, and how bad 
he's played up to this point, that would be a huge concern. But when you look at the uh, Saints um, offense, they're missing some key players or, or key players. The receivers are injured. You're looking at Mike Thomas, who was put on IR. You're looking at Jarvis Landry, who's been limited participant with an ankle and hasn't really played much. Um, Mark Ingram, their running back, that is their uh, change of pace back with Kamara, uh, Alvin Kamara has also not been a participant. They're, they're a little bit limping there. And then you also look at the fact that they have Andy Dalton as their quarterback a player that the Pittsburgh Steelers are all too familiar with. And so uh, I think that, you know, this the T.J. Watt effect is going to be one that's going to help these defensive backs. It's going to help elevate their game, and it's going to force the, the opposition. It's going to force Andy Dalton to make some faster, quicker decisions and, and force him to maybe perhaps make some throws under duress, which are going to question his, his accuracy and decision-making, thus – leading for a better opportunity for some interceptions, which then thus would give the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line. I mean, I'm sorry, the Steelers offense, some short fields. Thus, maybe perhaps allowing the Pittsburgh Steelers to break into the 20s as far as points on the on the board. And I, I think that's that's highly possible in this game for the Steelers. As I see the Steelers defense really, really putting a stop to the Saints offense. I really don't think that the offense for the New Orleans Saints, and I hope this don't come back to bite me. If it does, let me know on Twitter. Find me at State of Steelers. Um, I don't think the Saints score any touchdowns in this game. I think the Steelers shut them out from the end zone. Um, however, I, I still think that the uh, the the New Orleans Saints are going to be able to move the ball. We have a running back as dynamic as Alvin Kamara, he's going to be able to get up and down the field a few times throughout the game. And so I anticipate them getting into field goal position a handful of times, and that's putting some points on the board. But I don't think they get in the end zone. I think this defense is going to to, to uh, really, really show up in this game, especially if T.J. Watt's going to be participating again. Now, coming back for sure, for sure, making his return to the field – a player the Steelers haven't seen since preseason is DeMonte Casey. He's been activated from the 50 to the 53 from IR, and he's going to be making his debut um, officially as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Now, I like this uh, this move here as far as you know the Steelers acquiring him and, and how they utilized him in training camp and in preseason. I think he's going to be a big component to this game. I think he's a player that you can utilize in the box or put him out in, in the back to, to defend and then thus move Terrell Edmonds into the box. And he's a guy that gets Robert Spillane off the field, so to speak. You know, in those situations where you were seeing um, Robert Spillane in coverage on third downs in obvious passing situations. I think that with this, with, um, I think with this move here and the you know DeMonte Casey coming back, you see less Robert Spillane in those moments if if Miles Jack ends up playing in this game. If Miles Jack is out, then it's gonna be the Bush and and Spillane show. And so, you know, it's not that it will be bad, it's just not gonna be the best that the Pittsburgh Steelers can be, if that makes any sense. And so, you know. 
my opinion, this DeMonte Casey's return and acquisition and how he participated is, is key. I mean, when you look at TJ Watt being up front and thus not having to send uh, blitzes and or, you know, um, more than four guys to to apply pressure, you get to have some disguises in the backfield and the secondary and also play a little bit more, show a little bit more exotic looks uh, because you'll be able to drop in coverage six, seven um, players there. And so uh, with that being said, um, you're looking at potentially gaining more uh, turnovers. And when you have a guy like DeMonte Casey, who's been known to be a ball hawk, um, that I think this is going to be something that one, the Steelers haven't utilized or shown out there or put on tape much. So it could be a surprise. And like I said before, I think the Steelers are going to hold the New Orleans Saints to, to not getting into the end zone. Um, it is going to depend, in my opinion, uh, you know, on the health and if Miles Jack's going to be able to participate. And, and also TJ Watt, like I said at, earlier at the time of this recording, he's, uh, he's not been, um, part, he has not been activated, but I do predict that he will be. Now, um, a little bit of, I guess, um, some more negative news is that Chris Boswell was also placed in on the IR. Now, he, I think he's been dealing with this uh, right groin issue for a while. He's had a few uncharacteristic misses, you know, early on in this season. And so, you know, last time he was playing kind of like iffy, well, he had a groin injury then too. And so I think this one might be a little bit more severe. He uh, He's on the IR, so he's going to be out for at least the next four games. Um, you know, and the Steelers, in order to get right, <laughs> bring back Matthew Wright, a guy that's been, you know, he's no stranger to the Steelers and the Steelers practice squad. He's been a member of the Steelers a handful of times the last couple of years. guy that is accurate, who you know, at times, maybe potentially uh, one of his, I guess, weaknesses would have been his the distance in which he can kick, his, his leg strength. However, he just recently kicked the 59-yard field goal um, for the Chiefs. And so kind of putting that to bed. And so this guy is a guy that's been in stadium. The Steelers know him. I think he'll be able to sit in. However, Boz will be surely missed, especially when you have a team that's not winning by a lot, you know, by more than one score. When the Steelers do win, it's by less than a touchdown. And so it is highly, highly important that the guy that's kicking field goals is accurate on point. And the guy that you paid a lot of money this offseason to extend and, and maybe not a lot of money and, and in the in the aspect of the entire you know salary cap, but you know they think he's the second highest uh, place kicker in the NFL, and so uh, behind uh, Tucker in the uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. And so, with that being said, it's this one kind of hurts, you know, not to have him out there. Yeah, I think right now he's probably the leading scorer on the team, and so I mean, you look at. <laughs> Technically, the Steelers have gotten, you know, are not going to have available to them the the last player to throw a touchdown, uh, the last receiver to catch a touchdown, and the leading scorer in, as far as the field goal kicker goes. 
than Chris Boswell. And the last player to throw a touchdown and the receiver to catch one was uh, Chase Claypool, who is now a member of the uh, Chicago Bears. So, you know, the Steelers have made some changes, uh, <laughs> getting rid of some players. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, Chris Boswell going down with a groin. Um, but, you know, potentially and possibly he'll be back in a few weeks. I anticipate that the Steelers are out of it at that point. They're probably not going to bring him back this entire year and allow his groin to really get healed up. But if the Steelers win the next few games, maybe perhaps, you know, we may see Chris Boswell before the end of the year. Um, but like I said before, I think the Steelers are going to win this game. Um, I think they win this game by more than one score for the first time in a while. And so we'll go into my predictions and my keys to victory. And so keys to victory in this game is just going to, you know, on defense is just to pressure Dalton, make him make mistakes. Um, the Steelers are going to have to stop Alvin Kamara and force the Saints to use Andy Dalton to beat them. And in order to do so, the Steelers need to jump up in points. I think the Steelers need to go down and score and make the uh, the Saints have to come back and and force them to get out of the of their element and and force them to pass the ball. Um, the Steelers are not gonna they're not gonna have they're gonna have to not turn over the ball. They're gonna have to play a clean game, and I think we're gonna have to see at least 120 yards rushing. Not not from one running back, but from the collective group. And that includes Kenny Pickett as well. I think that, you know, utilizing Kenny Pickett's legs forces the defense, the opposing defense to, uh, you know, play him differently and, you know, play him honestly, which with us will make, you know, perhaps um, life easier for the receivers. And so um, I put. Uh, in order for this team to win, I'm going to have to see about 120 yards rushing for this team. And clean game, no turnovers, and the Steelers are going to have to pick off or, or get at least two turnovers in this game. And I think if the Steelers do that, they still barely pass the 19-point threshold, scoring 20 points. 20-9 to nine is what I'm thinking in this game, the Steelers' victory in a game that I think the Steelers are going to dominate defensively. It just might be a little bit, uh, uh, well, maybe not so much frustrating. However, I think that the Steelers have a uh, have a problem when it comes to getting into the red zone and and scoring touchdowns. Once they, I'm sorry, they don't have a problem getting to the red zone. They have a problem once they're in the red zone and scoring touchdowns. And so, hopefully. The Steelers can turn that around and, and put some points on the board and, and hit over 20, but I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating the Steelers are going to win 20 to nine and move up to three and six into the division or three and six for the year. And, and, and maybe, you know, just kind of give us a little glimmer of hope. Let me know what you guys think. What are y'all score predictions? Hit me up at Twitter. Let me know there. Send me a message. Hit me up on the uh, comments of, or replies on my tweets. I'm new to Twitter, so don't judge me. Uh, <laughs> hit me up there. I'm at State of Steelers. Um, but that's that's my prediction, guys. Steelers win this game 20 to 9. Um, and we have another good week. But with that being said, guys, what I have for you guys today. Look forward to tomorrow's game and look forward to seeing the Steelers. It feels like a long time since they've taken the field. And let's uh let's let's get a win. 
But with that being said, guys, I'm Daniel J. This is Behind the Steel Curtain. This has been the State of the Steelers. Good luck. We'll do this again next week. Peace. Peace.